everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. With me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And feel free to email us with your questions through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Hey Clark, how's it going, buddy? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Episode 50. God Hello. damn. Crazy. That's like, how many episodes is that? Oh, it's 50, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, 50. <laughs> so what's 50 a legal age for? Um, uh, being some, old, I guess. Some, some kind of jubilee or something, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is it like silver or what is 50th wedding anniversary? So you've already started by my amazing Google, uh, Googling. Golden. It's golden. Oh. Golden. There you go. That's the golden episode. Golden anniversary of uh, Sunfire Tavern. I was going to say TikTok. Oh, my God. <laughs> Golden anniversary uh, of TikTok. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. Well, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got, got, got a couple of years on that one. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'll go through the agenda of what we're going to be talking about today. We've uh, got go. what we've been playing, what we've been watching. We've got uh, the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass and the Animal Crossing DLC. Uh, the GTA Trilogy Remaster. Um, the Uncharted movie trailer, which I just watched just before we started rec- recording, uh, which I have some thoughts on. And uh, the Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, charging for dungeon access and how their monetization is just generally a mess. And then, because we're coming up to Halloween, whoa, we've got uh, spooky games that we love. So, spooky. so spooky indeed. So, so uh, spooky. Clark, what have you been playing and watching? Oh God, so many things. Because I'm at the moment, I'm in a break, so I'm on like a time off from work. Uh, I've been doing pretty much nothing but playing video games, and in doing so, I've been playing a lot of them. But unexpectedly, I've gotten back into Animal Crossing. Oh, um, which is odd. Um, didn't see myself getting back into that, but that's been kind of soothing, uh, which has been quite nice. Um, so I've been building a ramen restaurant in that, which has been my excellent. project for last week. <laughs> that's that's excellent. Good. To hear. Yep. So that's a great use of my time. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, we've been playing uh, Back for Blood. I don't Ooh, know if you've had a chance to try that out yet. I have not, but uh, I've seen a lot of people, different like influences and stuff like that playing it. But uh, I'd be interested to hear what you think. How's the game? It's getting very mixed reviews, and I'm the similar. I, well, I'm the same with the way that people are feeling about it, in that it's got all the same problems that Evolve had, because it's the same company, the same people. Um, it just feels like the, the the monetization aspects that are not yet in it but are coming are way too heavy and mm. that the game itself is hindered by these silly uh, monetization things like cosmetics and whatnot. Oh, and there's this card game system, well, card system on top of the game, sorry, my brain's all over the place today. Yeah. Um, there's this card system that, uh, like, you choose a card and then another card and then another card and it defines, like, your boosts. Like you get plus 10% stamina or plus 25% reload speed or whatever. Um, and on the surface, it sounds interesting, but in-game, it's just it's just irritating. It just gets in the way of doing what Left 4 Dead was, which was just going out and killing zombies. Yeah. And it's got, like, really weird difficulty spikes. So, like, every now and again, you'll just get to a section that's impossible, but then for the most part of that level, it's been a breeze. Um, th- th- there's just so much to it that just doesn't really feel like it makes any sense. Mm. Uh, which is kind of frustrating because um, the, the game itself is kind of fun. Yeah. It's... But like, but, oh, sorry, I, I don't know any of the characters' names, and they've been talking constantly. So the game has done a terrible job of introducing the characters to me. Oh boy. No idea what's going on with the storyline, but Left 4 Dead didn't really have a storyline. It was just there are zombies, you are in trouble. Yeah, it had, it had um, a very loose storyline to do with the fact that you guys are like the 
like carriers or something. But it wasn't really that. That's not what's important about Left 4 Dead, really, is it? That was it. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, they've done this thing that, that irritates the absolute nuts off me. Like, and it's when a zombie game or a zombie show or a zombie movie refers to zombies as something other than zombies. And oh. you know, like in Walking Dead, they're called the Walkers. Yeah. And uh, they've got all different names, but in this game, they're called the Risen or the no, the Ridden. Oh, sorry, the Ridden. The Ridden, because the virus in this game is like a parasite. Okay. That right, people. I thought you were going to say, like, they just got six tunes, so they're called the Rhythm. Yeah, the Rhythm. The Rhythm has got Rhythm and the Beats. Oh, hello? Sorry, microphone fell off my set. I was going to say, this is what Gloria Estefan has been warning us about all this time, that the Rhythm will get us. Oh, God. Because she's like, the Rhythm's going to get you. Yeah, exactly. And it did. It's here. Uh, so I've been playing that. I uh, played a bit of Minecraft Dungeons, a bit of a game called Astro Ascending, which is beautiful. Uh, it's just 2.5D RPG, all hand-drawn, which is lovely. Um, started Undertale. You'll be glad to know I'm about an hour into that one. So all right. that. Okay. It's on, the, it's on the Game Pass. It's on, oh, wow. There you go. It's on the Game Pass, yeah. Game Pass. Um, and then I've just been playing my usual Overwatch. And um, what about Smash Bros. again? Because I've been trying out Sora now that yeah. the roster is complete. I also was playing some Smash Bros. over the weekend. So, what do you um, think of that boy Sora? Oh, I think he he's not... So, um, I like sword characters, but I think it's weird because Sora is the first kind of like floaty sword character, I guess. Or, I can't really think of any other floaty sword characters, but he has like the weird Ness-style double jump, where it's like a delayed thing. So he has lots of really weird tech um, that I've been watching a lot of like Smash YouTubers figure out. But he looks... Uh, some people think he's really good, some people think he's like mid-tier. Uh, so I'm, I think we'll see how well people start doing with him, but he's got a lot of really good um, moves and ways to like confirm into kill moves, which is makes which is basically what makes you like a really really high tier character in Smash Bros. Like if you can do something that is low commitment but then results in you getting a kill, then um, that's always good. That's always like a really good thing. So um, we'll see how when recent tournaments cut that are coming up, how well Sora is going to be doing. But um, at least the fan reception for Sora being in the game has been colossal. I've seen lots of people. It has yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with him. Yeah, people are very happy with him, and he seems to like uh, you know getting a lot of new people into Smash as well, which I think is cool. Um, yeah, that's a nice. Uh, it's an angle I didn't even think that that was going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard a lot of new people are buying Smash now. I think it's more because it's it's that completed element. Yes, it's done, right? Yeah. Like it's finished now. I can play it. Yeah. Like, it's which is so kind of cool. Many characters. Holy shit. This is so ridiculous. It's like eighty or something, isn't it? How many how yeah. many characters are there in Smash now? God, I don't know. Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's like eighty or ninety or something like that. If you include all the Echo Fighters and stuff. Well, if you look at the roster on the official website, it goes up to 82, Damn. which includes Echo Fighters. There you go. 82. That's a lot of fucking characters, man. So yeah, many characters. I can, only, like, the, I, like, I can only imagine what the goddamn matchup charts must look like these days for like competitive smash of like trying to like keep track of like every single matchup in the game of like how your character versus their character it's just like holy shit um but yeah uh i think sora is really cool though i like i really like the mechanic like i know it's from kingdom hearts but like the three hit combo mechanic has some really yeah, cool same. yeah has some really i think like on the surface it's one of these things where like for people who are new to smash it's great because it means that you get a three hit combo which feels really nice to do and you just by mashing a button but for like competitive 
tryhards like me, it means that there's weird things you can do with that mechanic, which means that you can get more than three hit combos. Uh, which yeah, is, yeah, I've seen I've seen mentions of that. Yeah, and the other part as well is I like his spell mechanic, which I didn't initially like at first, mm. but now I'm seeing it because his lightning is like a punisher for juggling. Yes, uh, but it, if you have that permanently, the character will be broken as heck because you're never, never be able to get near him. Yeah, but they'll balance it in a way where you have to rotate to get to it. Yeah, which I quite like. Yeah, it's a it's a good uh, way of, it's it's a good way of balancing it, and also it's like easy for people to understand, right? So it's like yeah. you know, um, a very well designed character, I think, for pe- especially for like if people who. You know, if it's going to bring new people to Smash, I think it's a good thing that Sora is not like overly complicated. So, um, yeah. The fantastic job by uh, Sakurai. And his name is not Sora. I, I know his name is not Sora. His name is Masahiro. I can't believe I said that. I'm, I'm a dumbass. Of course, all the problems that did. I, I, I went into one of my communities and I was like, did you know that Sakurai's first name was Sora? And he went, no, it's Ma- not. It's Masahiro. Masahiro and I was yeah, because like... all the memes of like mashed potato sacrifice. Yeah, like, and I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, it really is Masahiro. Why did I believe this? this I, like, I believe Ollie is what oh, I did. This is a. This is why you shouldn't yeah. believe me. Don't listen it's to a single thing It's his company that's called Sora. Him yes. and his wife's company is called Sora. Yes, that is the name. Um, of the company. We but, all uh, saw it coming. We all saw it. It's coming. Yes, maybe. <laughs> but um, what else? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, yeah. What else um have I been playing and watching? Uh, I made. I got demoted from gold in League of Legends, and then went. Well, the end of the season is coming up, so I guess I should get gold. So then spent a day playing League of Legends, and today was I got promoted back into gold. So there you go. I I have done. I have gone to gold twice now this season in League of Legends. So congratulations! Thank you. Two golds. Better than one. Two golds, exactly. Better than one. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Not platinum, well, two golds. I mean, to, to 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 add on to that, my Overwatch climb is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. I'm still not still losing going. with Symmetra. That's good. Like, I've only playing like one or two games a week now because I've sort of got a bit bored of it and I've already unlocked the, the Zarya skin. But the Halloween event kicked in, so I'm back in it a little bit more hardcore. Yeah. Um, but I've not been playing competitive is, is why I'm not rising because I've been playing the arcade stuff just to get the weekly skins. Ah, right, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it seems every time I play Symmetra, you just can't touch her. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I love that character so much. Are you playing anyone else apart from Symmetra? Or... Uh, I switched between Symmetra, Soldier, uh, Junkrat, and uh, who else? Am I Ash is my, my sniper. Uh, occasionally pick May, but I'm finding May is a lot less impactful at this tier. Yeah. Remember May, May? May had some weird strategy. Well, this is book when I played. Like May had some weird strategies, but... The I remember just the right click icicle headshots doing quite a lot of damage though. It's it's annoying that is, but she's also she's very much about shutting people out. Yes. So like if you've got an Anna uh, on the other team, you can just put a wall between the Anna and the tank, and the Anna can't heal anymore. Yeah. That's that's May's big strength I've found. Like she she's really good at like anti anti nading, for example. Yeah. yeah um, wall, right. Yeah, the the wall just blocks off a lot of stuff. Like say if you're on Dorado and you've got that bit where uh, the payload's coming up to the bridge. You can put a wall inside that bridge and completely block out all healing, Ooh. which is which is a cool strategy to follow. But it only works in some places because sometimes you just walk around the wall. Yeah, exactly. Um, or just break through it, right? But... Yeah. Well, it takes ages to break through it, and your team have to actually shoot it. Yeah. Which most people don't do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's been my uh, my Overwatch, and I, I've realised that we're still on your what we've been yeah, playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think about. I mean, I'm watching. I'm still going through the Expanse slowly. Is like my thing that I'm watching. Um, oh, I watched. Watch I watched the. Have you seen the film Moneyball? I have Bobby Kotick in it. Yes. So I'd never watched that film and I forgot Bobby Kotick was in it because I was watching it with Terrible, a friend. Isn't it? I was watching it with a friend and then Bobby Kotick was just there. I was like, oh, what the fuck? 
Why, why are <laughs> you is, here, bro? This is, that, this is that guy that I used to hate. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. I used to hate, but I used to hate him for a very good reason. Yeah. But anyway, so mm. so that was that was uh, took me aback a bit, but that was a good film. That was uh, I think. No, it wasn't. What you know? <laughs> you don't like it? No, not a fan. Him it. <laughs> okay, minus Bobby K. Like you know, the film. The film's itself. okay then. The film's good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I watched Moneyball. I quite like that film. I didn't. I had no idea it was based on a true story to do with the Oakland A's and stuff. But um, the whole sort of just basically uh data driven doing doing a sport with data like data driven thing. I guess it's like it was kind of a sign of like oh this is where kind of everything is going. But it was interesting to see it applied to baseball. But um, yeah, that was that was a, an interesting film that I'd not seen. And then um, I just played more One Step from Eden. Oh, I played Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. That I can talk about. Oh man, oh, how fucking, was it? That fucking game. Uh, that game's great. I've been playing it just with with a friend from like the old like a competitive Smash community. Um, and I am a Sandy Cheeks main. So uh, sure. yeah, my friend just whenever he's whenever he wants to play, he's just yo. Uh, let me clap them cheeks, and I'm like, "All right, let's go." And <laughs> which I think is great. To be fair, I've heard nothing about that game since it came out. Nothing at all. I think it's really fun. I think it's just like kind of like um, very niche, I guess. Like, I don't think I can't imagine it's very fun for casual Smash players in the same vein. It's like not very pol. It's not polished in the same way Smash is, and like, I don't imagine it to be quite fun. It's kind of janky, but I guess for like people who've played, like, for me, for example, since i played a lot of, like, Smash Bros, and they did the thing where they kind of appealed to the competitive Smash Bros community, but also made it, like, really fucking broken and jank. Like, it's just, like, a nice, fun, like, really funny thing. But I feel like it's only funny if you, like, understand, like, the mechanics of, like, competitive Smash, I guess? It's weird. It's like, a really weird place. I mean, also, I was surprised to find out it was 30 quid, but, um, yeah. Like, for... Oh, okay, then. Pardon? I think it's fun. Like I think I think I think it's fun. I think it's definitely one of those games where if you play it with friends and you drink, it'll probably be a lot of fun. But like in terms of like you know like uh, there's no items, there's no like um, fun game modes. It's just kind of like one v one. You know. Is it right in that it's quite um, clinical? Like you play it and you feel a bit. It's a bit dead. Yeah, there's it's weird. Like the main thing that I've seen a lot of people saying is like there's no character voices, which is really weird. And they're, they're weird. right. Yeah, it's really strange. It's like everyone's kind of dead. Like you're playing like go like essentially like dead inside versions of all of these famous characters, which is really strange. I feel like if they had the characters actually saying their lines or emoting, it would make the game feel way more alive, right? Or like hit reaction stuff because the only sound effects you hear are like hit noises, whiffing noises. And like the like music, the background music, so which makes it feel really like odd. yeah, it's a really strange soundscape. Um, but I feel like I mean, I'm surprised. I'm um, actually, you know what? Maybe we should look on YouTube if anyone has like edited sound clips of the characters into the gameplay, just as like an example of like what it could be like. I feel like it would make the game way better. But um, yeah, so. I think that's about it in terms of games and stuff that I've watched. But yeah, I guess we can it's move been, on. It's been, what, two weeks since we've last been yeah, together? Yeah, two weeks, yeah. We've just been playing a lot, of, been a lot of League of Legends and a lot of... Uh, well, I, I, keep, I keep going back to One Step from Eden, even though I have Hades on my Switch and I should probably finish Hades. I just I just keep finding myself playing One Step from Eden. I don't know why. It's just there's something so engaging about that game. It appeals to me so much. 
And then also, um, oh, I saw that game by the new Pony Island, uh, by the Pony Island creator called Inscription, which is like a card game kind oh, of spooky. Listen. Have you played the demo? I have not, but no. uh, did, did we talk about it on the podcast? No, I played it a few days ago. It's so good. Yeah, it looks really good. Like, it looks really, really good. And also, it's because it's Pony Island, because it's by the guy who made Pony Island, it's got a lot of weird, like, uh, game doing thing that you don't expect it to do. If you get what I mean. Well, so it's a it's a card game. It's effectively yeah. Hearthstone, but the only thing it isn't in the end is is Hearth is well, it's a card game. Yeah, it's it's everything but a card game. Yeah, as you play it, you you realize more and more that it's not about like optimizing and winning and stuff like that. It's about everything else. Yeah, which I like, think is a really interesting concept, and I kind of want to yeah. try it. Like it's difficult to go over, though, isn't it? Like taking a concept and throwing it on its head. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting title. Like, I'm, I I really enjoyed it. And the so the demo. Um, do you care about spoilers for the demo? Uh, nah. I'll probably I'll probably play the full game when it comes out anyway. But yeah. <laughs> Demo has a secret boss. Okay. But you don't get to it by playing the game. You get to it by hacking the save. Yeah, that sounds about right. The game reacts when you hack to the when you hack the save as if you've hacked it. It's like, okay, we know what you've done, you little shit. Now we're gonna throw a hard boss at you. And it throws this like ridiculously hard boss at you that is effectively a hacked up version of what should be present. That's it's so great. cool. Like, you, you've got to play it. Like, just try it out. It's it's free on Steam, the demo is, and it's it's a really good experience. Yeah, I'll give, it, just, I'll give it a shot. So the 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 protagonist or sorry the, the antagonist, uh, his voice is terrifying because it's just this like rumbling sound effect whenever he's speaking. So you get this, the text on the screen, but then you get this like so he's talking and it's horrific. So what you're saying is that it's a good Halloween game, good spooky. Yeah, game. all right, very good spooky game, Fantastic. very very good. All right, oh, well, I'll give that. I'm gonna I enjoy my time with it. Then. Yeah, I'm gonna give that a shot. Cool. Um, so, I guess we can move on to our main agenda. So we've got the Nin- the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass and the Animal Crossing DLC. So, yeah. uh, the, is, this th- is this still the Expansion Pass thing where they're kind of charging more money for you to be able to play, like, N64 games and stuff? Yeah. Is it started? No, it's coming. Um, it's... Oh, it's weird. So, you, did you see the Animal Crossing Direct? Uh, no, I didn't. So, so they they effectively announced an expansion and a massive patch coming out next week on November fifth. I want to say right. Okay. Um, and so the 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 patch is basically like a, a, a it's the final patch for the game that's free, uh, and it's a load of content fixes that make the game a lot better, a lot easier to play, and a lot more enjoyable to play. Right, okay. uh, and they've added lots of more furniture and stuff, and a few bits and pieces. But for the mo- and they've also added Bruce to the coffee guy. Um, oh yeah. For the most part, it's for the, for the most part, it's just you know, like UX fixes, uh, which is cool. Like, we want that. Uh, and then uh, halfway through, what was supposed to be a, like a thirty or forty minute direct, I think it was, but you realised, hang on, I've got to the end of this. And then they announced the new expansion, which is effectively Happy Home Designer, which is a full game on 3DS. Yeah. Is just being added onto the top of um, Animal Crossing. Which is fine. Twenty-five pounds for the for the expansion. I think that's good value for money. It's a good-looking expansion. I think it's a bit content light, but it, it does look interesting. Uh, but as a bonus, they're adding it to the subscription. So if you subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online plus the expansion pack, you get access to Happy Home Design, Happy Home Paradise, sorry, for free. Huh. Which sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds lovely. Yeah, I guess that's a way of getting <laughs> you into the online path, the online expansion thing. But. <laughs> Ew. But you know, like 
for 12 months and you can only pay for 12 months of this service it's 34.99 so that's for 12 months as opposed to 20 pounds which is what it was 17.99 for a year uh for the baseline service which is just nintendo switch online yeah so for Nintendo Switch Online plus access to a few N64 games and a few Mega Drive games, it's $34.99 a year. And you also get access to the Animal Crossing DLC, which I think is bonkers. That's that's a 100% price increase. Yeah. Like, it is crazy. And then if you look at the family membership, so for a year for the family membership for Baseline, it's $31.49. Yeah. For, for a year for the expansion pass, it's £60. Oof. But it's still up to eight and- people? I'm guessing. Up to eight people, yeah. Up to eight yeah, accounts, yeah. I Still, that's a lot. And you can set eight people to... That's like eight pounds a person or nine pounds a person. Yeah. Um, but still, you need to have eight friends. I don't have eight friends. Um, <laughs> so I don't know like, what this is like. Like They've not added anything to Nintendo Switch Online. These these games that are on Nintendo Switch Online are the reason to kind of boost the service. It's like, you need to get online, but we want you to pay for this service, so here's a few games to get you to pay for this service. And now they're making us pay for the games and forgetting that the service itself is still shit. Yeah. Because Nintendo guess... Switch Online is shit. Tell, tell me it's not. Well, I mean, it's just so you can play games online. Like, there's not... I don't really use it for anything else than, apart from that. It's actually so you can connect peer-to-peer, is what it is, because there's very few Nintendo services that are um, server-based. They're pretty much all peer-to-peer. Even yeah. Splatoon is, and uh, Smash Brothers is as well. Yeah, it's all Peter like, Pitt, right? Yeah. So you're not paying for anything. That that's what annoys me is you're not paying for anything. <laughs> like yeah. you just and, and now now they're asking us to hand over sixty pound a year for well not sixty pound but uh, thirty five pound a year. No, not into that at all. Like so, I'm repulsed by this. Yeah, repulsed, I guess it's kind of gross. You don't really get. But then okay, so let's compare it to like Xbox Live and PS Plus nowadays, right? So like I'm I won't lie I'm a little bit out of the loop in terms of like what you get with Xbox Live and PS Plus. So I remember PS Plus there was like the free monthly games, right? So do you still get that these days? Xbox Live is also now rolled into Game Pass, by the way. Right. Okay. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you have Xbox Live. Yeah. So you get Game Pass is right, what you do because so I that, think it costs the same. Yeah, that's pretty good value then. Yeah. Like so insane value. The the Game Pass is like world changing value. Yeah. That's that's crazy big value. Yeah. Big time value. So and PS Plus, you have to be online the month that the games are revealed to claim them. So they still have that archaic claiming system where if you're not yes. on for the month, you don't get the games. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as you claim them, they're yours forever until your subscription runs out. Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. Hmm. And yeah, I guess for Nintendo Switch Online, you get like some NES games or some shit, right? Yeah, which you know none of us have access to really easily on other platforms. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I, I would, I would never be able to play my NES games anywhere else. Of, of course. The, the difference is, is you can't really play PlayStation Four and PlayStation Three games on other emulated platforms and yeah, stuff with, with ease. Yeah. You can't. So they're giving you a very valuable service there. They, they really are. Uh, and the same for Xbox. It's not very easy to kind of get those games and stuff on anywhere other than Xbox or PC. Mm. SNES and NES and Mega Drive and N64 games, Nintendo know damn well that we all have access to those games with ease on platforms that run them better than the original systems. Like, I'm still playing Citra, which is the um, 3DS emulator, and I'm, re- I'm playing games on that in like 2 and 4K. And these are 3DS games that look universes better on this system than they do on the Switch. Yeah, like the the games that have appeared on the Switch, they're like um, 
uh, Link's Awakening, for example, the actual the, the remake for the Switch looks as good as uh, Link Between Worlds playing on the 3DS on my PC. Hmm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's much value in this service at all. I think it's and, and to be honest, I've listening to a lot of podcasters and a lot of reviewers. They're all in agreement that this service is not good value for money at all. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it, right? Like thinking about the actual arguments you've given me in terms of it being all P2P and yeah. you can play all these games on an emulator, yeah. I guess not, really. It's just like when you, when you break it down into its pieces, it doesn't have many pieces to break down into. Yeah, I guess... all the other services do. Here's another question. So, what would Nintendo have to offer you to make this worth it? Oh! Uh, it's a hard question. Start... It's a hard question. Well, for, for me, and I know I'm absolutely not the general audience here, it's it, it's not aimed at me and not targeted at me, but for me I would need to see some stability in their online system and a reduction in the amount of bullshit you have to go through to get online in some games, Animal Crossing being the case in point. So if I want to go online in Animal Crossing, have you, you've played it, I don't even know if you've played it or not. I've not played Animal Crossing, but I've seen a lot of it. So. Okay, so there's there's this thing where if you want to go and visit a friend's island, which, I mean, how do you think you visit a friend's island? What do you think you do? This is to go online and visit someone else's home. What do you do? Something like tickets, and you go, you get a dodo ticket, and then you use the ticket to, like, go fly to someone's island or some shit, and they have to have it as, as open or something, right? Yeah, so, so what do you think the UX is there? What do you think the user does to go through that process? Um, I have no idea. But I'm guessing, I'm assuming because it's Nintendo, it's not as simple as just like, oh, I'm going to go to a friend's list, go on my friend's list and just join. It's janky as fuck. Yeah. So what you have to do is you first have to be, no, you don't have to be friends actually, because they just need, so your friend needs to go to the airport on the island. Yeah. Go into the airport and have a, I want to say six stage conversation with an NPC, where you first have to say, uh, I want to go online. And the NPC says, are you sure you want to go online? You're like, yes. It's like, okay, so how do you want to go online? It's like, uh, I want to speak to my friends. And he's like, close friends or far away friends? And you're like, close friends. And he's like, how close? Really close. Uh, and so how do you want to do that? Do you want to do that through Dodo code, through friend code, through uh, friends list? I want to do it through Dodo code. Okay, great. I'm going to give you the Dodo code. This is all stages of conversation, by the way. Okay. Here's your dodo code. And then the next screen loads up and the dodo code loads up. And it's like, now you're ready to visit this person's, uh, to, to let people come and visit your island. Share this code. Press OK. So that whole conversation takes about three minutes, which is pain in the ass. Oh, so then you give that dodo code to your friend and your friend has to go through six steps of that conversation to get to your island. And then about a two minute loading screen to get from your island to their island. And then if anyone leaves or joins while you're on that island, all of you get frozen until that person goes through that same process. Wait, you can't even have, You can't do anything. Like your, your, your screen goes black, and you watch a plane slowly flying across the sky as they're either sinking or desinking to the, to the island. It oh. is horrific, this oh, online system. I didn't know about that last bit. That last bit it, sounds awful. It's oh, offensive God. how bad it is. Like, and it's still that to this day. And I understand the first time round, it's very cute because it's all filled with like lovely little things and blah blah blah. And it's it's lovely. Yeah. Second time, less cute. Third time, I want to strangle a dodo. Fourth time, I want to go to Nintendo and and slap whoever's sitting at the reception desk. Right. Like, it's awful. And unless Nintendo fix some of this stuff, because I mean, we're still using that stupid app to do stuff for no oh, reason God, at I all. About that app. Yeah, and it, Nintendo need, need to bring in a UX designer to kind of go through all of this and go, right, all of this needs to be just shunted out. Get rid of half of this. Two-thirds of this, in fact. Like, it, it's it's insane. It's quite upsetting, like, when you go through it all and you think, I'm paying for this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I would like to see them fix. That, and also the addition of 
I would say like 3DS games or GameCube games, I think would be the one that makes it of value to me. Yeah. Because those are games that actually have some kind of substance to them that you can't easily... I mean, I can easily get them, but you can't easily get them elsewhere because they're quite large and people don't like to download large-sized games. So Yeah, it's not, it's not getting to a point where like it's a little bit of a barrier to entry of uh, yeah of uh, being able to play these games. And also, like you need like pretty good... So start needing like pretty good hardware at a certain point as well to like emulate these 3D games. Like you know, if you're emulating like N64 games or like you know, before then, yeah, it's like whatever. It'll run. It will literally run in your like web browser these days. So like, um, but yeah, past that, it starts getting a little bit more complicated. So yeah, I guess I agree in terms of like that's what Nintendo would need to offer me for it to be worth it. I mean, obviously, I'm still paying for it. Because like I I just have the base subscription, but I don't think I would pay for the Mega Mega Online this new service, right? Because yeah, whatever. If I want to play N64 games, I'm just gonna emulate them on my PC, right? So, but yeah, cool. I guess we can uh, move on to yeah. The... So that's 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 my rant about Nintendo Online. No. <laughs> so so I mean to 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 recap on it, like I'm not impressed by it at all. I think it's a very bad service. Uh, and I think it's it's gone past being bad to now quite exploitative. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Nintendo have always had been really shit with online stuff, right? They're just always behind. Like another step now, like this is. Yeah, I guess they're charging for it now, which is the problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're charging for nothing is what they're doing, and 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 people are calling them out as well. It seems like, weirdly enough, the Nintendo fan base have finally turned around and said, "Hang on, this is exploitative now. Like we don't like this." I mean, there's just a lot. Yeah, of, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening now with like in the yeah. in the Nintendo community and the Pokemon community and stuff. You know, with Arceus, etc., etc. Being terrible. Well, did you yeah. see the, the Arceus uh, reveal footage? It looks bad. It looks bad, man. No, 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 no. It does. It looks terrible. Like it looks awful. Uh, but did you see the um, leaked footage? It's not leaked. It's it's intentional. Like it's a campaign where a guy walks around with a camera filming the new Pokemon. No. So there's a version of it that's all blurry and stuff, which is him recording it live, and then there's a cleaned up version of the footage that gets released a few days later, and it just shows a new Zora Aura, or Zoru, or whatever it's called, like an ice version of it. It's, it's a reveal of a new Pokemon, effectively. Right, okay. Uh, it's kind of cool, like, I like it when they do those campaigns, but still, Project Arceus looks... At... The, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the graphics in this uh, trailer are, like, 30,000 times better than the graphics in the game itself, so I don't know what they're trying to say here, hmm. but it's nothing good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can move on to our next point anyway, which is yes. the GTA Trilogy remaster. Yeah, so I I actually found out about this through the uh, like you know the Switch news thing, <laughs> like that appears. You when you... Yeah, no, no, when you start up your Switch and it just has the headlines on the left, that's when I found out about this. I was like, oh, they're remastering GTA, or or I was like, oh, GTA is coming to the Switch. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, did you ever, so I never played GTA 3, I only played, oh no, I think I briefly played it, but I played Vice City a lot at a friend's house, and then San Andreas was the one that I've played the most. Um, but I think that's cool that they're remastering these games, uh, obviously there's a lot, a lot of nostalgia behind it for a lot of people, so, um, I don't know how much they're charging for it though, I I'm guessing like 60 it's a premium price, sixty quid. Yeah, so for all three oh. games, which I guess is that's a lot of content. So I guess that's pretty it's a lot good. Of content we've all played. <laughs> yeah, a lot of content we've all played. But I guess for like people who want, to, I don't know. This is it. Like, would you get into the GTA series now? Question mark. I mean, for for people that have never played like GTA Five, this is an interesting time to kind of get into that stuff. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I don't think it's even a remaster. Like, it looks like they've just applied, like, a 
a few HD filters here and there. From the trailer I watched, they've they've done up some of the models and things, which I think is cool. I don't know in terms of frame rate if they've like up the frame rate to like sixty, but like I think them doing like it, it's still it almost it's weird because you w- look at the the remastered version of GTA Three, and it almost looks like cartoony it looks it kind of i don't know why it kind of made me feel like i'm watching like a robot chicken parody of gta if you get what i mean like it, the things like they're all like they're still poly like polygonal so the, the poly count is still really low but it's really clean so it just looks like kind of like toys but i guess it's cool i guess it's like a yeah. unique thing I, I got to the end of it and i just went this is fine yeah that's all i feel about this yeah. okay i read yeah, they're gonna have it I read they're gonna have modernized controls, which is cool. But yeah, I just yes. remember, I remember San I remember San Andreas being like quite an actually fun game. You know, yeah, it was so. a great game. It was just it was it, what the problem that this this has actually revealed is it shows how small those cities were. Oh, because now yeah. that we rendered all the graphics and stuff, you can see that these are tiny cities. Yeah, they're really small. But they're like they're like village size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're not they're not very big. I guess no, the other they, they were good games for the time. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the other thing with like GTA um, San Andreas is that because GTA Five is set in the same city, it's kind of like, you know, you see, like, you can kind of just play a... Why would you play San Andreas when you just play GTA V, I guess? In, like, in terms of, like, world-building size-wise. But, um, I actually think... I think San Andreas probably still has a better story. Or it has more fun things that happen in it. Uh, maybe... Also, actually, here's another thing. Do you think those games, like, hold up in terms of, like, culture-wise? With, with the times... I guess. No, they don't. They're... I appreciate them because I was around when I, when they were young and when yeah. they were funny. I, I know it's not it's not right to say that they were funny at the time because they probably weren't back then either. But they were funny because we didn't know any better. Yeah, exactly. But right. they're like, obviously not moves. funny now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cultures moved. Um, I enjoyed them back then, but I've been I've been through GTA Four recently. Yes. And the humor's not just in offensive. It, it it's not just offensive because you you know me. I don't really get offended. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bit close. Like that's Oof. a bit off. But like I'm rewatching Friends at the moment as well because I've heard so many people complaining about how problematic it is. Um, but it really is problematic. Like it's homophobic. It's uh, transphobic. It's it's everything they say it is. Like. And it's not small amounts of it either. It's constant throughout all seasons. Oof. Like, it's... I can see why people now have looked at this stuff and gone, whoa, this is terrible. How did this, like, survive? I can now understand that. Yeah, that's right. Like, and I feel like GTA has done the same thing, where I remember it being funny and, and offensive because it was funny and offensive, but now it's just offensive. Yeah. It's not really funny anymore. Mm. But I, I don't know. You might feel different. You're younger than me, so you... No, I, I don't know. I mean... I honestly don't remember much of it, so I think it would just be interesting to play through now, I guess. Like, the other thing is that, like, just from a gameplay perspective, like, do I want to commit that time to playing these old games? I don't know. I think my nostalgia for them is kind of, like, nice where it is. Like, I don't really feel inclined to go back and play through uh, these games. But I guess for the people who do, good times, I guess, yeah, good for them. I wonder how much, I mean, I'm sure it'll be popular. It'll probably make enough money, right? Like, so Rockstar wouldn't be doing this if they knew it wasn't going to make money. True. Their projections weren't on point. Yeah, they're big. Uh, it's, it's an interesting project. I'm, I'm probably going to check it out because I think one of them is going to Game Pass. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're releasing all three of them on Game Pass, but in a slow succession. Yeah. So, which is, uh, I think, quite a clever idea, actually. That That's quite clever of them to do that. I, I won't hate on them for doing something quite smart. Um, and I'll, I'll try it out and see how I th- feel about it. But it's the same with most of the remasters I've played recently. I haven't really got through them. 
played them for like an hour and gone, this is fun, but it was fun 20 years ago as well when I played this. So I probably won't play it again. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Times are changing, so. Very nice. But that's yeah. the GTA Trilogy remaster. So, However, now let's move on to the Uncharted movie trailer. Woo! Dude, it just looks like a generic action film. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? It's, it's odd that that got signed off as it, as it was, because it, it absolutely looks like an action scene from Uncharted at yeah. points, but at other points it looks like Barbie and Ken go on a, go on a day out adventure. Yeah. I, or, it, or as a lot of people in my communities are saying, um, <laughs> old man and his young twink go for, a, go for dinner. Oh, God. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, no. But, I mean, it literally, like that. if it didn't have the Uncharted branding on it, like, would we know it's Uncharted? No, it doesn't it's... look like anything. Yeah. Like, it, it looks fine. I, I feel the same way as I feel about GTA on this one, where I look at it and just go, eh, this is, this exists. Yeah. But then I thought about the Sonic movie, and I actually loved it. I just, yeah, but I feel like with the Sonic movie, it's about the, like, there's more to, like, Sonic is... One of these things where, like, Sonic is the mascot, he's the character, right? So, like, you know, as long as you see the character, you're like, oh, great, cool, he's, like, a unique, looks unique and has, like, a personality, blah, 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 etc., etc., etc. problem with Nathan Drake is Nathan Drake is just a dude, right? Well, Nathan Drake is supposed to, supposed to be us going on an adventure, effectively. Yeah, exactly. He, right. He's, like, the generic generic lad. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like, and... And, and the other thing is, like, I feel like there's been enough, act, like, okay, if I compare this to, example, like, uh, the Tomb Raider film with Angelina Jolie that came out ages ago, right? Like, I feel like that was more unique because there weren't really that many, like, movies, and even though, you know, Lara Croft, and I guess it's, like, the whole, like, badass, um, like, female protagonist kind of thing, right? That kind of kicked that off, which I think is cool, And but I feel like if they remade... Like if they made a new Tomb Raider film, are they making a new Tomb Raider film? Actually, I should probably check before I like. I do seem to remember there was one announced or leaked or something in okay. the past few weeks. Well, I guess if they do the more modern Tomb Raider, because I guess there's been like the re- the reboot of Tomb Raider, right? So I guess they could make films of that. I guess, but you know, it's more like I don't know. Nathan Drake is just a dude, right? I mean, he's a mass murderer, and that's the interesting. That's like one of the interesting things that they talk about in. Uncharted 4, but like, you know, like, it just seems like this film is just kind of like, is that even Nathan Drake? I'm just, I just see that and I see, what's the actor's name? Um, Tom Holland. Yeah, I just see Tom Holland. Like, I'm not seeing Nathan Drake, I'm just seeing Tom Holland. No, the, the young version of Nathan Drake in the Uncharted trilogy, well, in, in the in the, th- the first three games, actually does a lot like Tom Holland. So they've got that bit right. Okay. But this isn't young Nathan Drake, this is Nathan Drake. Yeah, exactly. Um,. I mean, Nathan Fillion exists, but I think he's too old for this role. We need someone of Nathan Fillion's kind of presence to play this role. Nathan Fillion's probably been waiting his entire life for the the phone call from Sony, Sony. to say, hey, can you come and play Nathan Drake, please? But it's just... Because we've, we've all been waiting for it. Yeah, I guess it's just more also just the writing. Like, it's just like, yeah. whatever. It just it's a bit quirky like... and a bit cheeky and... I guess. You yeah, know what? Well, I'm sure it will be a great six or seven out of ten film. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to It's just one of those films that you watch and forget, yeah. like Full Guy. Exactly. Yeah. Like free free guy, free guy, yeah, free guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really interesting. I don't think there's really much we can say about no, this. No, not really. Did you, make about Uncharted. did you end up going to see the new James Bond film? No, haven't seen it yet. Okay, okay, okay. We won't talk about it. I'm, I'm planning to go and see it this week, so I've got a lot of free time this week. So, very nice. Very nice. Uh, yes, this week might be the week. But right, we can so, move on to. Yeah, so, th- so this, I, um, you're going to need to 
tell me about this because I haven't heard anything about it actually. <laughs> I have a friend who's playing oh, a lot of cool. Destiny too, but I haven't heard about this. So is it is it the same friend that I think it is? Most likely. So yeah, because he's the one that's trying to convince me that this isn't bad. That isn't bad or is bad. <laughs> isn't. Okay. Well, this is be interesting. So, uh, so what is happening with Destiny Two: The Witch Queen? So. God. Um, so I don't know if you've played Destiny Two since it was released from the the greasy clutches of Activision. Unfortunately, um, not. But they do not know what they're doing with their monetization because it is literally all over the place. Like it's everywhere all the time, and you are constantly reminded of it because, like, all the expansions are all broken down into monetization. Like you have to spend to get into each expansion. There's like little micro expansions that are in there as well. None of the content is clearly uh, pointed out. You don't know what you're buying. You don't know what you're getting. And the game is advertised as free to play. Like, it doesn't make sense. And okay. in, and I've played free to play games that are very so like, for example, Genshin Impact. Um, it's a solid structure. It's a solid. You understand where you are. You understand what's free, and you understand what isn't. Destiny, you have no idea. Like like, at one minute you could get like a pop up halfway through a, a, a like an a storyline where it's like to continue with the storyline you have to pay, and it's like, oh, no, thank you. Um, and the worst part is now that the Witch King has been announced, which is their, their first kind of full-sized expansion since all the shit happened, um, it's now been discovered that they're, they're not going to be giving you access to the dungeons with the standard edition of the game, or the deluxe edition. It's only coming with like the ultra edition where you can go into the dungeons as well, otherwise you have to pay to enter them. By dungeons, do you mean raids? As in any dungeons, like the what? night... Nightfalls, I think they're called. Night Nightfalls, something. strikes, all of that shit. Yes, Nightfalls, strikes, and raids. All of those are going to be paid access. What? I don't know if it means paid once to access or paid every time you access them. That, to me, is hyper shitty. Like, next level shitty. Especially if it's not coming with the expansion itself. The fuck? Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, that sounds like... Isn't that the game? <laughs> like, what the... What? 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 Like, why would you pay for these things? We're in such a weird world for microtransactions. And uh, we, we said ten years ago, this is where we're going to end up. We're going to be charged for, like, weapons and, and, and mounts and all that kind of... No, we won't, and here we are. That's where we are. And now we're getting charged for actual pieces of content, like, from the expansion that you're playing. Right. Oh. Okay. So I'm just I'm reading a, a, a article on Polygon about this now. So I think it's only for the new dungeons that are coming with the Witch Queen. But yeah, so so here we go. So, Sorry, I wasn't clear. That is true. That that's correct. Okay, okay, okay. So so two of the dungeons will come as part of the deluxe di de digital deluxe edition, which will be available for eighty dollars. There is also a third dungeon available as part of Bungie's third thirtieth anniversary bundle, which costs twenty five dollars. So players who want all three dungeons can buy both the deluxe edition, digital deluxe edition and the 30th anniversary bundle for $100. So this is just for an expansion, not for the actual game. Yep. What the fuck? And that, so this is the worst part and the bit that I hate. It doesn't give you access to the previous expansions. You have to buy them as well. What? Like, you know how every game in the world has agreed that charging people for old expansions is not a good idea. They should be rolled into the base content. Yeah. Warcraft, Final Fantasy, all those games, they just roll it into the base content now. Destiny, you can buy the top-end expansion and still not have access to the first one. Right. So and you have to pay full price for it as well. So what is the defense of this? There isn't one. It's just money. <laughs> but I've not seen any logical like defense to say why they're doing this is a good thing. 
It's it's all been bad. Why would they do this? It's so bad. It's 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 so, quite upsetting, in fact. So when when this comes out, when the Witch Queen comes out, and apparently you don't get it as part of the season pass if you buy nope. the season pass either. Oh yeah, the other one. I forgot about the season pass. That's it as well. <laughs> yeah. So so then like, what are they? How does it? What do you get when the expansion comes out? The storyline. Most right. of it. So Some just, of it. So you just get the base storyline, but then you don't get the actual like the actual content that you would want. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. Well, um... this, this is not me being like a, a ninety thousand year old man being angry at a, you know old man yells at cloud. No, that's um, pretty bad. I've gone through a lot of like reviews and um, uh, streamers and, and and like influencers and stuff who are all agreed that this is absolute shite. The only person who I've heard that says they like it is our mutual friend. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. But anyway, if you're listening, you. Scottish person, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You. I know who you're talking about. But, oh, but oh, man, that's. Uh, By the way, I, he's great, but I I disagree with him on this point. No, nah, I mean that's a bummer, right? Like for I'm yep. sure for Destiny Two players, and also just to hear that that is, like they that that is acceptable. I guess like it's not though. It's not acceptable. Is that they think that that is acceptable? Yeah. Like hundred dollars. That's so much, man. It's so much. It's, I, just, I mean, they're, they're either really struggling to, to meet their bottom line or they're going for like a big um, uh, income boost and they've not planned it out correctly. Either way, they are not doing this in the right way. <laughs> yeah, that is not the right way to do this. <laughs> oh, where is gaming going? And also, if the, also, I mean, isn't that also kind of pay to win? Because like, if those dungeons yeah. are the things that give you access to weapons that you can only access through those dungeons and... Pay oh. to win. That's, I mean, that's, that's not even... Up for discussion. Half of Destiny is pay to win because you have to pay to access the content where some of the good weapons are. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, that's it's... kind of the game. That's kind of the game. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's not in a good place, that's for sure. I mean, let's hope they don't start doing things like NFTs and stuff as well. Oh boy, I can, I know... can smell that coming. So yeah. I, I'm sensing now. This is my prediction. One year's time, Destiny will have either cryptocurrency or NFTs in it. Oh God, please, please no. I don't. Year's want to be time. If we're still doing the podcast, which by the way I hope we are. Yeah. If we're at episode 100 in a year's time. Because I think we started the podcast around this time last year, didn't we? Yeah, I think we've been going for like a oh, year and a bit. Hang on, it's 52 weeks in a year, we're at episode of 50, yeah. and we took a six-week break, I think. It was a long, I think it was longer than that. Yeah, so we're over a year, happy anniversary yeah. to us. Yay. Happy anniversary, hooray! But man, what's Warframe up to these days, you know? I never hear anyone complain oh, yeah. about Warframe, you know? Because it's, it's probably got a quiet, very, very playable fan base. I don't think anyone's really complaining about it, it's all just going along just fine. I think that's that's how Warframe is. Okay, okay. I'm just wondering because, like, you know, like I'm Destiny Two and Warframe, they're both like these like PVE shooters. I'm just wondering. I know, I know they're they're wildly different in terms of how they play and what it's about. But yeah, like, huh. Well, I mean, it's a bold move, Bungie. Let's see if it works out. Uh, it yeah. Won't. <laughs> it, TLDR, it won't. Yeah, it won't. We, we know um, it won't. We've seen this before. This is uh, EA's loot boxes all over again. Yeah. So, final topic on uh, our list. Spooky games that we love. Alright, Clark. Tell me about them spooky-ass video games. Oh, it's Halloween. It's the spooky week. At the end of this week, I think literally on Sunday, it's 31st, isn't it? What yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh... it's a week culminates in Halloween. Yes. Spookiest week of all time. Um, horror games out there. There's games that are creepy and stuff. And I want to ask you, Ollie, what... What horror or spooky or creepy game stood out to you and why? Like, what was it? 
Um, so like, you got things like Silent Hill, you got things like Resident Evil and uh, Eternal Darkness, and all those kind of games. Like, if it's one of those, great. I just want to hear which one it is. I'm just trying to think couple. of like horror games that I played growing up because I don't, I don't really like horror, or like I never really played that many horror games. Um, I played. I mean, just to give you a clarification of what I was scared of when I was a kid, uh, I was scared of the doors in Diddy Kong Racing. Um, because, this discussion. Yes, yeah, I know this. Yeah, yep. I was scared of the doors in Diddy Kong Racing. I was scared of the doors in Mario, the Bowser doors in Mario, and I was scared of Gruntilda the Witch in Banjo Kazooie. Um, she was terrifying. She was terrifying. With the skin, skin on Gruntilda to be to 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 clarify. Skeleton Gruntilda. I was like, yeah. whatever, dude. I, I'm I'm good with that. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but in terms of actual horror games, I think Resident Evil Four was one of the. F oh, I played Fear. I remember playing through Fear with my cousin. Good choice. Fear, fear, fear three or Fear? Original Fear. Original oh, original Fear. Oh, Fear three is so much better. Yeah. It's, it's easily the best one in that series. I've I've played them all. And so, did you play it co-op? No. So I played. No. So the original Fear was not co-op. Right. The original Fear was literally just. A first-person shooter with time, uh, like t like slowing time mechanics. It was a fucking great game, I will say. But also, and then it had like weird, like uh, horror elements, like jump scare horror elements in it with the psychological horror as well. There was it fucked with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucked yeah. with you a lot. So I remember playing through that. I was way too young, but my I basically I would watch my cousin play through it, and I would sit there, and we would play. Uh, I would take over sometimes, and oh, I I would watch him watch him. I just remember just fucking screaming all the time whenever bloody tiny kid oh, wasn't it? Um, turned up. Amelia, what her name is. Uh, Amelia? Alma. Alma. Alma, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So he's also your mum or something. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah. I played three with a friend, and we played it on I think on Xbox 360, and we played it co op PC. Maybe we played it co op. Yeah. And we're playing co-op, so most of the game you're um, running down two of the same corridor and there's just like glass between you or a wall between you. So you can see each other, but you can't really cross over each other's paths mm. just because you, you're progressing through a building at the same time together. Yeah. And every now and again, you'll look over and like she's there behind your friend or she is your friend. Oh, wow. Uh, and what, but what your friend's actually seeing is is the opposite of what you're seeing. So you both start warning each other of stuff, and you both sound like you're... Have you ever seen those um, memes where people make, like, two Chinese restaurants talk to each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes like that, where you're, you're arguing, because you're both like, no, you, and they're like, no, it's you, and, and, and oh you argue God. in a way where... They've obviously been through this process and worked out these conversations, because you're arguing in a way where you're both arguing the same point, but for different reasons. That's pretty great. That's good it's, design. It, was, it took us about... I want to say about five hours before we realized what the game was doing to the point where we were like, hang on, we've had this argument a lot. Like, tell me what you're seeing on your screen. It would describe it on, and I would say, oh, okay, because I'm seeing this. And then he'd be like, oh, the game's fucking with us. Like, and it was like, because we played Eternal Darkness and stuff, we know that sometimes the yeah, games yeah. break the fourth wall. And that game did so much of that, and it was brilliant. It was so good. Mm. Um, but you should play Sphere 3. It probably holds up as well, because I only played it like four or five years ago. Yeah, I might check it out. But yeah, but then like, so fear, so fear would be your horror game. Fear is the one of the ones that I holds up. I remember Resident Evil Four when you first run into the regenerators being really fucking creep. That was really creepy. Uh, Resident Evil Four. Um, God, what other like actual horror games have I played though? I've definitely played some. I know I can tell. Like I know. Okay, I can tell you 
some games which have fucked me up in terms of horror, but like, I don't want to spoil it. So well, I, I mean, a good example for me is Pokemon X. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but yeah. there's, there's this ghost girl in Pokemon X that disappears and says really creepy shit to you, mm. and there's never been an explanation as to why she's there. She's just there, okay. and she's not anymore. And I like that. So it's, it's not necessarily Pokemon X is, is the game that I'm talking about. I'm saying more of when games that are quite friendly and family and fun have these like really creepy background elements. Yeah, like, that's in... the thing that, fuck... yeah, that fucks me. Yeah. Up. Like in Mario Galaxy, there's these three shadow figures that are watching you for the entire game, but you'll never see them unless you look up to the right and look up into the distance. Yeah. And they're always there. There's just these three sets of eyes in like these little silhouettes. Yeah. And no one knows who they are or what they're there for. They're never explained. They're just there. And I love that kind of stuff, like creepypasta kind of level of things. So on that like, note, uh, Undertale fucked me up pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm playing through Undertale. Yeah, now, that's, so. that's why I'm like I'm, I won't talk any any more about that. Um, yeah. I played through Omori recently, which Ooh, actually choice. which actually has some pretty fucked up is stuff that, in it. Is that the ninja game? It's like Ninja Samurai. No, kind no, of thing. no. Omori is uh, a psychological horror RPG game, kind of in the same similar vein of uh, Undertale. It kind of, it's kind of like very similar to these like RPG old school like yeah, RPG I, maker games. Uh, just Google it, I recognize it now. Yeah, Omari, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that has a lot of really fucked up things in it. Um, which is, like, really good psychological horror instead of, like, jump scare horror. Um, but the story in that's also really good as well. So I definitely recommend that if you're looking for a game. Uh, a kind of, it's cutesy on the surface, but has an undertone of, like, really awful stuff. Um, and also... These games, like, I guess the other thing is that all these, always these games with like when they have like darker elements to them, is like how deep do the darker elements go? And in Omori, it goes, I like it sounds like there are two different paths in that game, and they are completely separate games, which is like almost crazy to me because I, I I only played like the kind of true ending route if you put it in quotation marks but that game goes a real different way if you start doing different things and like gets into like it, it like basically becomes like a completely different game which i think is crazy okay, that sounds interesting i want to check that out yeah, yeah but yeah. after i finish undertale which would be never but i'll get yeah to yeah it. i'd say go i'd say do undertale first so I'm trying to think of my like spooky game that i like but i really enjoyed phasmophobia the vr game oh yeah um, for obvious reasons <laughs> That's like a fun like one, it. though, right? Like, it's a, I've only seen oh, Phasmophobia clips, and uh, they just all look really funny. <laughs> you should play that game like eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that game is terrifying, because you go from it being a fun joke to... Like, because like, you start fucking with each other, and like, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the radio's turned off, and then uh, the radio is turned off for you, and you're like, guys, seriously, help. Help me, yeah. I'm, I'm in trouble. And, yeah. you're like, ha, 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 ha. and you're being, like, dragged and strangled by a fucking ghost. Yeah. Um, so Phasmophobia really did a good job of, of, of bringing out the fear. Yeah, definitely. Um, creepy games. I'm thinking of any creepy games. I had quite a few examples, but I've, I've lost them all now. I mean, there's like PT, things like that. Fantastic. I'm sure sad we don't have a full game of PT, but at the same time, I'm also thankful that we don't because that's become like an artifact in gaming. For yeah, me. exactly right. It's um, a relic. I don't know what else there is. Like, I just I like stuff that just happens in the background or hidden. Like I was talking about with Pokemon X. Like, yeah, so un- just, uneasy just stuff, happen. right? Yeah, stuff that makes you uneasy if you look for it, but if you don't, it's not there. Yeah. Um, I think Portal is a really good example when you yeah. see the scribblings of the guy, like who'd been living in the walls. Mm. Like the unease of that, and also the the unknowing of what actually is going on in Portal. Yeah, like, that's really cool. Um, I always find. Um, do you know what an ARG is? Like. 
ARGs about games. Like ARGs are when uh, it's got. Pardon? Oh, okay. Of course you know. Okay, so we've had this conversation before. We've had this conversation before, and I remember because you said you designed some. All right. Yeah, shit. All right. Never mind. One of the most famous ARGs on the planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Yes, I know what an ARG is. Yeah. So, like, have like have you seen the creepy ones? Of like, I mean, even Portal Two had some creepy, had had a little bit of a creepy ARG. I, uh, I mean, give me an example. Go ahead. Yeah. So, like, the Halo Three one was kind of creepy, and the Portal Two, the creepiest part of the Portal Two one was because there was a point where someone had to go collect a package in real life, and then later on, like, a recording of him getting the package, uh, came up. So it's obviously it's like, you know, someone was watching this guy do it, but then in that video, they hid more information to further the ARG, which was like really fucking smart. But, um, yeah, oh, I feel like that's always like when you have an element of mystery and like not really knowing what the fuck is going on. That's always when like a, that's when you kind of get like the weird, like creepy element, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. like it when, when people get it. But then they don't get it because there's more to it. Yeah, and you're like, well, it deep. Oh, there's another state. Yeah, it goes. I like that. Like when it, it it's a bit smarter and a bit more fun. Yeah, it, 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 people are like we've solved it. And it's like, no, you haven't. It's we've the whole like it's the whole like iceberg thing, right? Yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Of, of like as the how, how deep does the iceberg go? I'm just trying to think of. I mean, there's the obvious example, which is one that we talked about in a previous uh, episode, where I was playing Silent Hill and I threw a controller through the window because the baby squeak made me scream. Oh yeah, um, that's an obvious one. That's just a jump scare. Um, I can't think of much else that has that has stood out. The the the, the ending to Metal Gear Solid Two, where um your codec gets hacked and oh, the yeah. chief starts talking away. I love Melting that. Turn off the yeah. PS2 now. Lila, 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 Lila. Yeah. Um, and then Eternal Darkness is the obvious one because that game. <laughs> no. Um. God, what's it called? Broken Sword. Broken the... Sword. Not not for it being a horror, but the intro to Broken Sword is something that I have always had in the back of my mind since I played that game, which is the clown blowing up that cafe in Paris. Oh. Because I lived in Paris. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, at the time, whenever I saw a clown in Paris, of which you do see quite often because mimes do dress up as clowns quite a lot, I'm like, we're going to die. This is it. This is the end. Oh, boy. And I know that that wasn't the intention of it, but because of how well it was set up and how well the scene building was done, I genuinely believe that that was going to happen. <laughs> Oh man! I'm also an idiot, so that's you know that helps as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Like, okay, um, have you seen any like spooky, like, have you read spooky copy pastas or like things yeah. related yeah. to video games? Like, well, like, like the Pokemon cartridge uh, one, which is one of my favorites. Where yeah, uh, it's called like Pokemon Yellow, but yellow's spelt wrong, and they put the game in, and it's all glitched out and stuff, and one of the Pokemon doesn't have any eyes, and that that kind of shit. Like, yeah, that um, kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, like you know, like have you seen um Ben drowned? That was that was a really no. that was a good that was a good mix of an ARG and also like a hacked ROM kind of thing. I'll have to check that out. Uh, it's pretty fucking creepy, but um, it's it it use it makes very good use of you know in Majora's Mask there's the um. Effigy oh, no, of it's a thing. I, effigy I know of this. I didn't yeah. know it was called Men Drowned. Yeah, the effigy of emptiness. This. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah uses, it, it uses that very well. That yeah. stuff always fucks me up. That creeps me the. Sh- Love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe that's gonna be the next big game, isn't it? There's something that takes those elements and actually turns it into something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mm. this is why things like DDLC were really popular, right? Because it's like all these things that break the fourth wall are like super popular. Yeah. Like Undertale has 
Oh, uh, you're still playing it. Fuck's sake, can't talk I, I about roughly it. what happens in it anyway, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's there's like another. It has that whole thing of like it goes deeper. Like there's like mm -hmm. another level which is still going, going. It's still going and goes into Deltarune. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, like um, I guess. Oh, dude, what was the thing you talk? I remember you talking to me about on a previous episode. Uh, it's with the Nick Frost and thingy films. But what's the trilogy called? The, the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. But you're telling yeah. me that there's like a weird, there's like a weird thing that is it just the fact is it is it the Cornetto thing that links all of those films together? Yeah, they, they order Cornetto, so they order two Cornettos in every episode. In yeah, every film. Yeah, in every yeah. film, right? Yeah. So there's, there's yeah, a Cornetto in every film. That's it's always it's always those things that like link those weird abstract things that link things together, and when that's done really well, it's always like really I don't know. Sometimes it can be like really creepy. But also, it, it, I guess it's just the hallmark of like, there's something here that goes deeper. Yeah. Thing. And it's here to reward the fans to, yeah. to, to delve deeper and find the story. Is it to like, it, I think the best example would be Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Because mm. those games don't tell a story unless you seek out the story. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, the, it's the world that tells the story. So, like, it's bits of paper that have been left around and, like, corpses that are laid out in certain ways and, and, and scenery that's been laid in certain ways that's actually telling the story. Yeah. And that, to me, is, like, it's, it, the games are great if you don't follow that stuff, but they're even better if you do. Like the whole umbilical cord thing in um, in Bloodborne and the uh, the ministration of the blood oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's it's telling a story. But when I first played through it, I had no idea what any of that stuff was. I was just like, yeah. this all just sounds like Japanese bollocks. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like it had just been badly translated. But it turns out it was actually telling the story of like people getting their blood replaced with the blood of hunters, uh, which is actually cosmic blood. Um, they're creating cosmic beings, they're creating new gods, and that's actually what Old Yarnum was. It was yeah. a, an experiment to create new gods, which is what Old Yarnum failed in doing and got, got buried away. Yeah, that's um, what's fucked up. I didn't realise that was any part of the story. I had no idea. Yeah. I just thought, scary monsters in scary town. Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> and this character's called Father Gaspacho. Father, Father Gaspacho. But... Yeah, Gaspacho. I'm still calling Gaspacho. I'm playing it at the moment, and very impressed with my myself. I have not died to a single boss yet, and I'm three bosses in. Hell yeah! I haven't dude. died at all. Like, apart from the 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 death at the start that you have to die to to uh, to start the kind of the leveling process off. Damn, you're getting you know, the werewolf at the very start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I haven't died to anything else though. But I've also leveled up so fast. Like so, so fast. Mm. Oh, but yeah, so I've been, I've been playing Bloodborne as well. That's there you go. Great, yeah, that's a great game. <laughs> it's fantastic, and it's uh, oh, um, there's another thing as well. There was a, a leak of it being remastered uh, for PC alongside the actual official remaster oh. of uh, God of War, which is coming out. Oh in PC yeah, yeah, in God of War, yeah, God of War on PC, right? Yeah. Which I think is going to be incredible. I mean, Bloodborne, Bloodborne will sell hotcakes on PC. So. Bloodborne will be like a, almost like a system seller if, yeah. if there was such a thing on PC. Yeah, it will sell I so I much. I, I don't think they realise just how popular that game would be, especially in terms of modding. Yeah. Oh man, that, the mods. Yeah. Oh, yes, bro. there you go. You get that off the PC. Oh, off the PS4, sorry. Put it into the PC. New genre, I think you'll oh, find out. That. Yeah, 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 that's great. Right. That'll be the same as when they they brought out like um, modding in Warcraft Three and people created new game types. Yeah, I think that's what will happen. I mean, yeah, like Dark Souls cool. modding is like a huge thing, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So for that, for for Bloodborne, yeah. yeah. Oh man, but I am conscious of time, and also I need to go out. So yes, uh, that right. is Spooky Games, which I don't think we talked really about Spooky Games. We just talked about things that we like in games. Yeah, so I it's guess we, we can uh, we can clean up. We can end, clean up. End up. Uh, 
Oh, Close out. Oh god, man, what's going on with my brain? All right, let's uh, let's, let's get through the outro. Let's clean so. Out. <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening to uh, episode of fifty of the Sunfire Tavern, our golden episode uh, with Halloween. Of as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And you can always send us emails at sunfiretavern at gmail dot com. Uh, and Clark, you got any uh, closing closing statements? No, but have a spooky weed. Yes, have a spooky Halloween. Have a spooky weed. Have some spooky wheat. <laughs> yes, ha- have some spooky wheat. Yes. Yeah, get your yes. protein and have some spooky wheat, everyone. Excellent. It's my advice for the week, and then have a spooky Sunday, because it's Halloween. And if you come and knock on my door for trick-or-treating, you're getting a little note that tells you how not to trick-or-treat. I'm going to be one of those old people this year that gives toothpaste out. Oh, God. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's my trick. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, it's been great. Uh, yes. See you all soon, I guess. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next We'll see you next time. you got to say spookily. So we'll see you next time. Oh, yeah.